Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The comments and opinions expressed on the show are those of the guest and not of iHeartMedia or the management. Join us for topics important to you with Frankie Darcel. Good Sunday morning, Frankie Darcel with you. It is headlines, a big show in front of us. We're going to talk about it all, of course. Uh, the shooting death of Walter Wallace uh, this week in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, we will talk about that in addition to yet another incident that occurred involving the Philadelphia Police Department. Uh, we'll speak with the attorney for the family, Shekha Johnson, who is a regular guest on our show. He'll be joining us. In addition, we'll speak with Ricky Duncan from the Nomo Foundation whose location was vandalized by a 15 and 19 year old. He did not press charges. He offered them a job. And we'll talk about the officer involved in the Breonna Taylor shooting who is suing Kenneth Walker, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend. Let's start, as we always do, with Katherine Hicks of the Philadelphia Sunday Sun. Good Sunday morning, Frankie. I'm excited to join you for another Philadelphia Sunday Sun news update. It's decision time, November the 3rd, time to vote. In this week's edition of The Sun, we have details on the local and general assembly candidates, along with a sample of the election ballot. We also have an article on the Electoral College, who they are, and why their vote is so important. In other news, we talk about the heightened unrest in Philadelphia after the killing of Walter Wallace Jr. Our commentary this week asked the question, how does looting equate to mourning a death? Our Sun Spotlight is a one-on-one with Queen Diva, the original dream girl, Miss Shirley Ralph. In sports, we cover the $2,000 grant awarded to the Black Women in Sports Foundation. We also feature our weekly columns, A Lawful Truth, A Millennial Voice, Cultural Coach, Sun Horoscopes, This Week in History, and CJ Speaks, along with money, entertainment, and so much more. The Philadelphia Sunday Sun covers all the news and information that impacts your community. If you'd like the Sun delivered to your home, or you'd like to advertise, or you have a story for the Sun, give us a call at 215-848-7864, or follow us online at www.philosun.com, on Facebook and Instagram at Philadelphia Sunday Sun, and on Twitter at Philosun News. Join me again next week for another Philadelphia Sunday Sun update on Headlines with Frankie Darcel. Have a great show, Frankie. Thank you so much for that, Catherine. Catherine Hicks, publisher of the Philadelphia Sunday Sun. Frankie Darcel with you. It is Headlines, a lot of information to cover, and of course, the upcoming election, uh, which is on Tuesday. The time is here. We are in the home stretch. I was so excited to get this phone call from Oscar winner, of course, writer, activist uh, as well, Morehouse graduate uh, Spike Lee, who is joining me now and, uh, of course, watching all of those uh, great movies from She's Gotta Have It to School Days to Malcolm and, of course, recently The Five Bloods. Uh, Let me first start by saying good morning. Good to have you on the show uh, here in Philadelphia. Hello, this is Spike. Lee talking from the People's Republic of Brooklyn, New York. Where I am a native of Best Eye, Mr. Lee. Do it not. <laughs> Absolutely. 
It is a and pleasure. I got love. Thank you so very much. And we've got love for you. And let me just say, as a HBCU grad, watching Where'd you, you I went to Morgan State University. Ah, Morgan. Yeah. All right. Right? And my daughter just graduated 18 from uh, Spelman College. Whoa, so. my mother and grandmother went to Spelman. I know that. Yes, I do. I must say, congratulations on your Oscar. Well, that's that was that was in another world. I call that BC before Corona. <laughs> <laughs> another world, another world, Frankie, another world. Wow. Listen, of course, all of us, we've respected your work. We've respected that you have stood by what you believe to be from a cinematography and a social and an activist perspective to put it on the big screen. From She's Gotta Have It to Malcolm to The Five Bloods, which I all have, uh, you know, in my saved. And now here we are in a very tense America in many ways. And you are letting your voice be heard uh, on this issue about getting out and vote. First of all, Mr. Lee, if you could speak to why. You call me, you call me Spike? Thank you, Spike. <laughs> Come on, you went Spike. to Morgan State. I did, I right? Went to, I went to the house. Your daughter went to Spelman. That's all alone. <laughs> on first name basis. Frankie and Spike. <laughs> <laughs> Can you speak to, one, why this is so important, two, why black folks need to show up, and why black men in particular? Well, number one, we have to think about our future generations at the same time, look back at our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Look at look what our ancestors went through, and let's think about the future we want for our children. I think it's, for me, and anything I say, Frankie, it's my own opinion. You know, mm-hmm. I've never, ever tried to position myself as speaking for all African Americans. But as you, as we were talking before, you're from Bed-Stuy, and, and we, we, as you know, it's not just Bed-Stuy, it's Bed-Stuy do or die. Yeah. And I think that we can use that do or die to where we are. We have to show up in droves on November 3rd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can't go for the okey-doke. You know, the flim flam. We all know what's what. Yeah. You know, for for me, Biden Harris, that's the way for us to get out of this. This guy, I don't call this guy by his name. Buster Rhymes came up with Agent Orange, I've been using it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Agent Orange is a deadly chemical that was used in the Vietnam War. So you know it's destructive. This guy, really, he puts money over everything. This guy kneels. This guy gets on bended knee before the altar of the almighty dollar for the stock price. And if people die, so far we're over, what, two, over 220,000 20, yeah. 220, American citizens. If people die, he's thinking like, well, that's the cost doing business. Mm. Well. I'm sorry. That's that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And four years has been enough for this guy. This guy is a racist. I mean, from the jump, he was saying make all Mexicans are drug dealers, rapists, and all types of stuff. I'm going to build a wall. Mexico's going to pay for it. And it hasn't stopped since. So I say enough is enough. My peoples, mm-hmm. you've always supported me from the get-go. Love you, love you, love you. I mean, let's, 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 we got to mobilize. It's yeah. nation time. You know, we got to go to IWillVote.com. And, and, and here's the thing, though. Do not let the long lines, if there are, discourage you. Now, for my younger, for my, for my young brothers, I know you brothers wait long lines to buy new Jordans. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you brothers waited mad, mad hours yeah. the night to be the first line to buy Jordans. So I don't want to hear nothing. Hey, Spike, man, man, that line too long. Get out of here. Get out of my face with that. 
Your life depends upon you voting for the Biden-Harris ticket. Again, you waited long. Many times, you find out New Jordan's coming out, please. (laughs) (laughs) Say I'm lying. You don't know the truth. And a lot of times, those those Jordans drop in the winter, so don't act like it's cold. (laughs) You've been out there in the cold. That's right. So, Spike, to Philadelphia. What's up, Philadelphia? This is Spike Lee. We got to show up and vote for the Biden-Harris ticket. I know we're all upset about our brother, Mm. Walter Wallace Jr., but... If you're really upset and you want change, you got to show up and vote for the Biden-Harris ticket. And this is Spike Lee, and that's the truth, Ruth. Yeah, you know it. Best not do or die, Morehouse. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you, brother, for all that you all do. Right, thank you, Frank. And, you and give so- a hug to your, your Spelman daughter. I will do that. Thank you so very much. And, and, and tell her the hug is from Spike Lee. Spellhouse. <laughs> Nobody does it like a spellhouse grad. And listen, with with the importance as well that we are on the brink of having, when we talk about the education of an HBCU, which is one of the most excellent educations you can have, and I know you know of that debate uh, or the conversations yeah. we've gotten into, that what you can accomplish with an HBCU uh, education to have and that we're on the brink of having uh, an HBCU representative, so goes one, so go us all. Uh, in the highest Howard, office. Uh-huh. The Mecca. Yeah. The Mecca Howard University. <laughs> Spike, thank you, brother. Be well. All right. Take and be care. safe. Be safe. I will. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Good to have Spike Lee join us for this edition of Headlines as we move forward with our conversation. My guest, Shaka Johnson, attorney Tracy Burns coming up, and, of course, political consultant, strategist, and historians uh, Timothy Perry and Adolph Mungo on the way. But before that, you guys have heard the story last week, um, and and we saw the, the looting. We saw just reckless behavior. I have had on the show Ricky Duncan, who is with the new opportunities on a number of occasions. He is doing some incredible work in the community. Ricky, good morning. Welcome to Headlines. Hey, good morning, Frank, and thank you for having me. Listen, you are on the ground. You are on your knees and knuckles uh, working with young people in the community. First of all, you all just moved into a beautiful new location. Your video surveillance cameras uh, this week picked up some young brothers, two in particular, uh, breaking into the NOMO location. Not only did you put a call out and say, looky here, I want to reach out to you in love. The young brother reached back out to you and the organization and you offered them a job. Talk about, first of all, why? Well, first of all, because someone gave me a second chance. And I know that a lot of people, again, I always say a lot of people, situations are circumstantial. So I can look at, I I was able to look at him and see that, you know, he needed another opportunity, and, and that's what NOMO stands for, new options, more opportunity. So I decided that I wanted to take a chance on his brother like someone took a chance on me. So I actually reached out to the people and asked them to identify him, and if anybody knew him, to send him to me. And the brother, he actually came into my DM. He seen the post. He said he didn't expect that to be a, a black-owned business uh, program. He thought it was the Old City Blue, because that's what the Brook building was before he went there. And I told him, man, trust me, man. you got to have trust in somebody. Be able to trust me. All I want to do is mentor you, you know, give you some advice, give you, offer you a job, and see how we go from there. And the brother, he came in, and then the other brother reached out right behind him. They came in. I was able to sit down with them. I put, them, I put some other brothers around them that had to share that same experiences. We took them shopping and got them cleaned up. They got haircuts. Uh, they've got some food on their stomach. We went out to lunch. 
We went, we went on a mini shopping spree, and they they ready to go. They start work tomorrow, Monday morning. Listen, listen, offered him a job. They accepted. You went over and above for that. I, I have to ask you, when you reached out and he called you back and you answered and said hello, what was that conversation like? Well, he was, of course, he was skeptical. He, you know, I'm skeptical. He got a, he, you know, he's committed a crime. So he didn't know if he was trying to set him up or if I wanted to do something to him. And, I, you know, I told him, I mean, I was, I was like, it's heartwarming, man. It takes a lot. You, you, you show right there that you're worth taking a chance at because you, you're risking your life by calling me and coming up to meet with me, man. I said, so that right there showed me that you got skin in the game. So it was like, it was heartwarming for me because I was like, wow, like, yo, this kid really, really called. Like, I can't believe it because I know at his age, Frankie, to be all honest, I probably wouldn't have called. Mm-hmm, so he mm-hmm. was a step ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm And, gonna, and it I'm says something, Ricky, about this young brother's heart, that he would rather be doing something positive than exactly. out here being reckless. And, and then when he told me a story, the one of the young brothers, dad got 20 to 40 years. He'd been in jail since he was nine. All he wanted to do was go out and get some clothes and some sneakers for him and his sister. The other young brother is down here on his own, homeless. His family's in another country. You know, just hearing that, I was like, wait, I don't just want to give him a job. I want to give him a new life if I'm able to. So I wanted to, you know, pull the layers back, dig deep, do some trauma-informed care with my case management team. And we got to know these guys in a limited amount of time, and we full throttle ahead. Wow. So when you walked up, when he walked up to you, when you met him for the first time, what was the look on his face? He shed tears, man, because he couldn't believe that. At first, he had a look of like a scared look. But as the conversations went on, man, he dug deep, man, and the brothers shed tears. Like, they was like, you know, and believe it or not, they didn't even know each other. They were from two different walks of life. One was from Westfield, one was from Kingston. One was 19, one was 15. They just was both on that same mission to try to put food in their stomach, to try to put clothes on their back, to try to be supportive towards their family. You know, and, and, I, and I, could, I would be a, a hypocrite not mm. to want to support that. You know, if I, I'm at where I'm at with New Option more opportunity because Dr. Tom Reed, he took a shot at me, you know, and, and he gave me an opportunity to be able to do what I'm doing with No More. So I'm like, man, listen, this is my opportunity to show that, you know, that it is people out here that care about you, man. We're not going to let you go to the wayside. I'm not going to... I, I, before I put, put, put anybody in prison, you know what I mean? I'll do what I did for him three times. You are a good brother. You're talking the talk, but you are stomping the walk. You're doing them both. And it's hard I'm sometimes. Trying. You're not, listen, let me just acknowledge you publicly. For saying what you will do and doing what you say. That's what you're doing. And and you're to be commended for that. I know that you have also looked for support from business organizations and other uh, contributions that people could make with this. And this is just one of the initiatives of many, <laughs> you know, even the stories that yeah. don't make the news. You've got stories of young brothers and sisters that you are supporting just like this. These two young men. And we appreciate you for that. Because too often folk turn a blind eye to what you are literally walking right directly into. So humanitarians like yourself need to be acknowledged uh, for what you're doing. And so if anybody wants to support your organization, how can they? Well, they can go directly to our website at www.nomofoundation.org. We do have a cash app at money sign, no more 5510. You know, just, just reach out, you know, if you got anything. And another has to be monetary. If you just want to offer your services, because we service a lot of youth, man. We always look for volunteers. Come out. Our Instagram is no more underscore PA stack. My personal is at Mr. Dot no more. You know, just reach out, man. 
connect with us in any way you, you feel so you can help, come out and help, man. We, we right. just try to create new options and more opportunities for our youth. Ricky, great job that you're doing. Thank you again. Listen, you know, I don't have to identify them. They are minors, but you're with them. Uh, I would love to uh, speak with them if they're willing. Hold on. You want me to get you one? Hold on. Hello? Hello. I just want to, when I heard the story and I was talking to Ricky and I've known Ricky for a very long time. And when I saw the story that he reached out to you, young brothers, I reached out to Ricky because he deserved to be pat on the back for assisting you guys the way that he did. And I just wanted to say to you as another adult in the community that I'm glad that you called Ricky when he reached out to you guys. If you don't mind, can I just ask you a question or two? Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> All right. So why were you out and why did you feel the need to be out earlier this week? I was really out because some friends invited me. And you didn't and I just went with them. Yeah, and you didn't think about what you guys were going to do? I mean, I know we I knew we was gonna go looting, but yeah. And so then it ended up being on social media and a big story. And Ricky put out a call to you guys to call him and he said we want to help you what did you think initially when you heard that he wanted to reach out to you and give you a job to be honest i kind of thought like i like that he did it but i didn't i didn't know if he was like serious or not or trying to set us up or something Mm -hmm. so i was a little hesitant at first but then uh i ended up texting him apologizing and yeah and then I just went along with it. So then you met Ricky. What was your impression? And now that he's supporting you and mentoring you and bringing you into the Nomo family and offering you a job. My, my impression on him is he's a stand-up guy for real. And he's trying to give back to his community and help, help people that's in need. So you know the difference between the fact that you could have gone into this program or you possibly could have gone to prison. Can you just speak to that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, cause that the same night that we broke into his building, I also got booked. So I also knew the possibility of him, of his charge making my court case worse, mm-hmm. but I ended up still texting him. You glad you did? Yeah. And what can we expect from you moving forward? I don't really know how to answer that one. Because? I can't really say what I, I can say what I'll, I'll try to do or say what say what I can do but I can't really can, know how to pit it. can you can you tell me what you would like to do if the world were perfect what would you like to do what would you like to accomplish mm, I would like to get through high school and get into college and what would you like to major in in college uh I would probably I would mm, I, I don't know. I really haven't. So I'm not really set on a. Well, you know, let me let me just say yet. let me just say to you that the fact that you are interested and want to go to college says a lot. A lot of people go to college and not sure what they want to do or not sure what they want to be. But the fact that you've got it on your heart and your spirit that you want to go to college says a lot. So you don't have to know right now because how old are you? Fifteen. You're fifteen. You don't have to know yeah. at fifteen that the world is perfect. And based on the decision that you made earlier this week and based on where you are today, you know that the world has possibilities for you and that you can accomplish 
everything that you want to. I'll ask you this last question before I let you go. Are you enrolled in high school right now? Yes. Okay. What do you need right now that we can do to help you? Um, I guess clothes and sneakers. You need clothes and sneakers? Yeah. Okay, we got you. So as we get ready to close, what do you want to say to people who are listening right now who maybe heard of the news story? And the young man that I'm talking to right now, because the young man I thought I saw this week on television and the young man that I have on the phone with me, me right now are two different guys. What do you want to say to people about who you are? I'm just somebody trying to survive, I guess. At 15, listen, I just want you to know that there are people who are out here that will support you. And I'm so glad that you picked up the phone and that you called Ricky. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. Okay. Hello. So, Rick, I hear a young man that has potential. And to hear him say he wants to go to college. And at 15, most of us didn't know whether we wanted to go to college or not. If we did, we weren't sure what we wanted to be. But he has it in his mind, his heart, and his spirit that that's what he wanted to do. And has the potential to be that, but he has to know that. Exactly. Uh, if, if, but if somebody would have stopped that with one felony charge of breaking in her. Wow. And that's what I didn't want to do. You said one felony charge of breaking in and would have stopped all that. People will hire a murderer before they hire a thief. Wow. Wow. And I want to end that. I don't even want to have to take those chances ever again. Ricky, let's uh, let's talk ASAP and see what, you know, we can do uh, to support this young brother. I appreciate it, Frank. And I know he will, too. We're Philly's best R&B and throwbacks, 105.3 WDAS. I am Frankie Jarcel. Welcome to Headlines. That was a very compelling uh, interview uh, uh, this week. Let's get started. It is already 7.37. My name is Frankie Darcel. Let me introduce my guest, political consultant Tim Perry. Tim, welcome to Headlines. Good morning, Frankie, and good morning to your uh, WAS family. Thank you so much. Uh, turn, uh, also political consultant Adolph Mungo. Uh, Adolph, good morning. Good morning, Frankie. Good morning, everyone. From Chester, Pennsylvania, Tracy Burns, attorney Tracy Burns, is joining us. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Frankie. Good morning, Chester. Listen, we're going to introduce attorney Chaka Johnson coming up in just a few minutes. But, Tracy, I wanted to follow up because when we had the opportunity to speak, you talked about the programs and you talked about uh, uh, prison reform and the like. On the back of the No More Story. And the- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. The young man that we talked about. Your thoughts on that? 
Um, Frankie, let me tell you, first off, as I listen to this story and I listen to the brother Ricky, first off, shout out to the brother Ricky for recognizing that this young man had a need and that he committed this offense because of a need that was not being met. Um, and, you know, just the courage that it took for him to reach out to someone who actually tried to do him harm. And the, the, the even bigger show of courage from the young man for reaching back out to him. But what you see here in this case is the cornerstone of a lot of the um, juvenile justice and just justice in general um, reform programs. And that is, let us see if we cannot, uh, let's see if we can pinpoint the need of um, the individuals who are out here committing crimes. And if we can meet their needs, then maybe we can deter them from engaging in this kind of um, um, behavior. Um, and it's been tried, and it's being successful across the country. Um, San Francisco was doing it, and it's a very successful program. Right. Philadelphia did it um, a few years back. But when Philadelphia did it, it was concentrated in just two different areas. It was concentrated in the Temple University area, and down in South Philly, and in both of those sectors of the city, we saw gun violence go down. So shout out to those young men. Shout out to Ricky for recognizing that, listen, this young man has a need and is committing this crime because he has a need. And then, um, I mean, Frankie, you're exactly right. When I saw the video, you know, you you would, your first thought is, um, here goes some kid, you know, breaking into somebody's house trying to, take what's not his and what he's not entitled to. And then when you dig deeper into that story, you found a young man who was in desperate straits. All right. Great. 20 minutes before the hour. Thank you for that. And time goes by so quickly. Let me introduce uh, and bring into the conversation Attorney Shaka Johnson. Shaka, are you there? I am here. Uh, good morning to you and the entire WDASM. Thank you so much. Uh, for those who are frequent listeners of the show, Shaka is on on a regular basis. And on Monday, uh, the world, quite frankly, uh, has seen the video in the shooting death of Walter Wallace Jr. Uh, not only am I being uh, joined by attorney Shaka Johnson, uh, we are also joined by uh, Mr. Walter Wallace Jr. and Miss Kathy Brandt, who are the parents of Walter Wallace Jr. Um, uh, Miss Miss Brandt and Mr. Wallace, are you there? Yes. Yes, we are. Um well, first of all, let me say to you both publicly as well, please accept uh, my condolences and, and, and the condolences from the WTAS family uh, in the loss of your son. Shaka, let me uh, allow you first uh, to navigate that conversation with both uh, Mr. Brandt, uh, Ms. Ms. Brandt and Mr. Wallace in terms of where uh, the cases where you are, Ms. Brandt, I know for you uh, to be there that day, and I don't want to be repetitious, uh, and, and I want to be sensitive to what you have been through uh, and, and what is almost now uh, a week. But what is it, Ms. Brandt, that you want us to know? And Shaka, you can navigate the conversation for your clients as well. But Ms. Brandt? Sure, sure. Sure, please. Well, Kathy knows she, I, I want her to speak to you uh, earnestly and from her soul. Go right ahead, Kathy. Go ahead. Yeah, um... I don't think it was right to, you know, hurt my son like that. They could have found different ways that they could have handled the situation because I wouldn't want this to happen to no other family. And I would like to see the system change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's been 
a number of conversations, um, um, Ms. Brandt, uh, about that day. I, I want to talk to you as well, and, and the judicial system is going to play itself out. Uh, but to have you on the phone, and, and for you too, Mr. Mr. Wallace, um, as a mom, my heart broke for you to be there. And after your son was shot in the street, you responded uh, by pushing the officers away. I cannot imagine, but to watch it, my heart broke to see you yeah. in the street. And as a mom, I cried for you, Mr. Brandt, yeah. as a father as well. But at that moment, when you saw your son fall, what were your thoughts? My heart was really broken. Like somebody snatched my heart out of my body. And all I could do was just scream. I heard it. And I was really shooken up about that. And I pray this never happened to nobody else. And we got to stand up to each other and find some kind of way to stop this. It's not a stop. It really got us. It's a hurtful piece. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Wallace, your thought? My, my thought, my thought, it could been escalated, and then they had to use no type of Morris against my, my son. I mean, it's like they like use him for a talking practice, like he was like a piece of me. I mean... It seems like no remorse was was, was in, like in Bible, you know what I mean? No feelings in it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can see, you can see it, and it's like heartbroken, you know what I mean? It really is. Mind setting too, you know what I mean? You know, that's what, you know what I mean? From, from deep down in my heart, I, I don't want to push this on no other family for this type of situation. What are we, what are we going through? What some other family go through? We Frankie, can I can I can yeah. I add one piece? Can yes. I well, add one thing? So there's been a lot of talk about uh uh you know whether or not either Ms. Kathy or or Walter or even the deceased wife, Dominique, wanted there to be uh, uh charges brought against the, the police officers. Um and, you know, Walter said something very poignant to me very early on, which was I'd have a better chance hitting the lottery than I would for uh, this officer to A, be indicted, or B, convicted. And I'm not going to take my family through that. And I thought that was the most prolific and profound reasoning uh, that, that, that the patriarch of the family could employ. And I sat for a minute and I thought back, going back to like Eric Garner, going up through uh, uh, Lando Castile going up through, uh, even going back to Trayvon Martin coming on up through, uh, you know, I just went through, I just went through recent history and the pain and agony that the family and the community go through when they're calling for, when they draw a line in the sand and they try to pit themselves against law enforcement and the decision makers regarding the charges. And he said, you know, I want to I want to bypass all of that. The people who make those decisions will make the decisions regardless of what my war cry is. They will make those decisions. And I'll let that process play itself out. Okay. What I'd like to do for my family is make sure that there's some sort of systemic change and that we get counseling. 
And I just thought that that, you know, it was just a remarkable way to view uh, the situation and his and, role in that family. And, and Chuck, just for clarity, so there is, so it's not that they don't believe that they, that they should be charged. The question is, allow the people who are making the decision to make the decision as to whether they should be charged. Is that what you're that saying exactly for clarity? Right. That is exactly right. That because exactly that right. has it, been a big, that has been a big, you know, for clarity. Or, you know, is it that we don't think they should be charged or we don't think they should be charged? And I don't want to speak for you or the family, but just sure, for no, clarity exactly, in that. That's exactly what that's exactly what they're saying. They are. And they're on the phone. If I'm misspeaking, they'll correct me. Uh, and I'm not. What they'll say is uh, we, we, we take we have no we have no dog in that in that particular fight. We have whether he's charged. We realize uh, falls on the lawman of the county, which is uh, District Attorney Larry Krasner and his office, and whether or not he present he finds that there's enough evidence to present something to a grand jury. Here's the hurtful piece, Frankie. Here's the hurtful piece. If you stand at a podium and you call for murder charges, and the district attorney says, "Well, we think there's maybe voluntary manslaughter," everybody's in an uproar. If you say uh, uh, it should be murder charges, and then they're indicted on murder charges, uh, but there's no conviction, everyone is in an uproar. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I can I can give you six or seven different scenarios where the scab that is still healing will be ripped off of this family again if it doesn't play out exactly so. And so I think they've decided let the decision makers, who ultimately you know will do what they're going to do anyway make the decision that they're going to make. All right. So with this, and because there was a, and, and because there was a, a press conference held, uh, of course, Shaka Johnson is my guest. And uh, I do want to thank uh, both uh, Kathy Brandt and Mr. Walter Wallace Jr., the father uh, and mother of Walter Wallace Jr., who was killed this week in the city of Philadelphia, uh, that there's a press conference. You, you all had an opportunity to watch the tape. I'll get back to that. But I want to stay just for one second, if I can ask this question. And I'm asking it respectfully so so this is the opportunity, uninterrupted and unedited, for your answer and the, the answer for the parents as well. There's been conversation as well that, well, the family's not calling for any uh, charges against the officer, but looking for some kind of civil, uh, 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 civil remedy to the situation. Could you just speak to, speak to that? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. And, and Walter and Kathy, are you, are you, are you there? Yeah. Okay, good. I want you guys listening very carefully. One of the things we talked about, Frankie, was this is the change that the Wallace family wants to see happen. Every Philadelphia police officer uh, who was on, on patrol should be provided. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause, 
Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. I did a taser. Every Philadelphia police officer. Now let me go one step further with that. The Philadelphia Police Department should issue, train every officer with that taser as a standard piece of equipment that's issued during the academy process. You, you follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the same way in which you train these officers to institute lethal and deadly force by giving them a gun, which is their authority, and a ba- uh, excuse me, a badge, which is their authority, and a gun, which is the mechanism by which to institute the, 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 a death. You need to give them and train them at the academy stage a less than lethal option and make it part of the, the, the same peace officer training, peace, 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. peace officer training that is required for everyone who goes to the academy. The Wallace family would like to see behavioral health officers, right, mm-hmm. or CIT, oh, CIT officers, crisis intervention team officers. They should be required to be dispatched, Frankie, to any calls, you know, for service involving perfect persons that are in a mental health crisis or experiencing Correct. mental illness. They should be required to be dispatched. Right, and I don't know what that vetting process looks like during the course of a nine one one call. Maybe it's simply training the nine one one officers to ask that additional question: whether this person has documented mental mental illness. Maybe that one question will solve that, and then you dispatch uh, uh, a CIT officer or a behavioral health officer. Right? I don't have the answer to how that can come up. Uh, we can put those things together, but these are the things the family would like to see happen, and very clearly. The city of Philadelphia must provide. They must provide compensation to the to the family for the wrongful death of Walter Wallace. They just have to, right? Because there are, there are, there are two things this mother has asked me for, and one I can try to get her, and I will spend uh, every breath in my body trying to get it for her. And the other I simply can't. One is shock. We need to see change. I don't want this to happen to any other mother or any other person who is experiencing mental illness. I can do something about that. The second thing is, I want my son back. I can't do anything about that. And what am I supposed to do when I'm looking in the eyes of a crying mother who says to me, I just want my son back? So it makes me double down on the first thing in terms of trying to get her and the family those things that they're asking for with respect to systemic change, specifically in the Philadelphia Police Department. All right, Miss Miss Brandt, um, I I wanted to give you an opportunity uh, to speak directly uh, with our audience this morning on what it is that you would like us to know, if anything. I just want to see a change in the police system. They um give them tasers or even mace or something. Don't kill nobody. Just help them because they see they have. Somebody just hopes for right. Don't kill people like that. They have not to let them get the right mm-hmm. stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't slaughter them down in the street. 
Mm-hmm. My son would have snubbed right here. I'd have been able to say hi to my son right now. And if they would have just shot him in his leg or or just took took a taser or, 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 or a mace and, and, and knocked him down, they shouldn't have took his life for slaughter and life. Miss Miss Brandt, you know, and I and I ask you this respectfully, and I want to be sensitive of what you're dealing with. Um, it's been reported that your son had had some mental health challenges, uh, and the and and the opportunity to either call the police or to call the agency which is in the area uh, that could have assisted your son. Uh, Shaka, you may mention during your press conference that it was chaos uh, at the same time. Ms. Ms. Brandt, my question is the phone call that you made, were there other options between calling 911 asking for assistance or calling uh, the agency that your son had been dealing with uh, where they have treated him in the past. Did you have that option between calling 911 and or calling uh, a mental health professional that your son had seen in the area? At the time, I was, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't know what to do at the time. Mm-hmm. I was so upset with what was going on, so I didn't know what to do but to call 911. And I, and I think Frankie and I, and, and I think I think Frankie, what happens is when when we call nine one one somehow in our mind, some of us equate that to simply a police response. Remember nine one one is representative of EMTs, ambulance, uh, police are also uh, who you get when you call nine one one. but we we expect that when we call nine one one, we'll get assistance, and that assistance will be tailored to whatever our ongoing crisis is. Right, so when a baby is locked in the car, we call nine one one. We don't expect officers to come brandish their weapons and kill the baby. We expect officers to come and deal with our situation sensitively and professionally. So I know sometimes when we say you call nine one one, it sounds like what you're saying is you call the police. No, ma'am, you call professionals who you who you expect to come and deal with your situation with the scalpel, meaning they customize their response to your crisis. Mm-hmm. All right. Mr. Mr. Wallace, I want to give you an opportunity as well um, as we get ready to make a transition. Chaka, I'll keep you on the phone. And, and again, I do want to thank uh, both um, Ms. Brandt and Mr. Wallace for joining us this morning. Mr. Wallace, uh, what is it that you want um, the audience to know? I want the audience to know. I, I want to see, see my son died in, in, in vain. You know what I mean? That's, that's, it's like blood through the same. You know what I mean? And um, it seems to be, you know, like like I told Shaka, we want to see what the system is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It ain't it ain't our decision. It's other people. You know what I mean? And they call the grand jury and all this. You know, all these different steps you got to go through. You know what I mean? And it's other people's decision is made on on, on our son's lives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we're going to leave it in it in the hands of God. Let God control the situation. We're going to have faith and see the faith carries through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the only thing we can ask for is God to help us. You know what I mean? And the people to help us, the good people, make good decisions of of. On, on our behalf of our family, you know what I mean? That's the only thing we we, we ask some people to pray for our family, but 
but the, the loss was Mr. Wallace, particularly because your son is your namesake, what will you miss most? I'm going to miss him, you know what I mean? Because as a father, he must, son, we have, he had a good understanding with each other. He always say what he's going to do, what he want to do for the people, for his family, and I always say, Go ahead and do it. I always encourage him to do good. You know what I mean? Like any other father would do. You know what I mean? Always tell him to keep, you know, keep keep your good thoughts and do good deeds. And in the long way, it, it comes back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with all That's of all the stories that we've heard of the names that even Attorney Johnson mentioned, uh, none of us would like to think they would want to be added to, quote, what has become known as another hashtag. Um, we do want to thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, again, we'll keep you, your family, his wife, and just recently, Ms. Brandt, uh, a new baby uh, was born to the, fam- to, to the family and, and your son. We'll leave you with your closing comments relative to your, your new grandchild. Yes. Yes, my grand, I'm well, when she came home, I hold um, yesterday. And she cried when everybody else hold her, but it seemed like when I hold her, she's not crying. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and she fell asleep in my arms. Oh, it felt so good. And she can just feel the warmth from her grandma. Well, I thank you both for joining us again. Uh, our condolences uh, to to both of you uh, as parents, uh, to his wife, his children, uh, and the extended family uh, of your son, Walter Wallace Jr. I I thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I don't know if we're going to take a break yet uh, and then come back, but we're going to continue the show. Uh, Miss Kathy Brandt and Mr. Wallace will be leaving the show. Shaka Johnson, you're going to stay on with us for just a few more minutes? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm here with you. Okay, great. If you needed to take a second, you can go. uh, You can do that. And uh, we'll move forward. Uh, What a tough week, Shaka. Uh, And I don't know. Let me know when you are able to talk once you... Uh, oh, I'm good. I'm you're good. good? Care All right, great. Um, so moving forward, uh, you know, as much as we do this, and, and I've had many conversations, and of course I've been following the case the entire week, uh, and for as much as I do this for a living and, and interviews, as a parent, as a person, as a human being, uh, to lose a child is devastating. And in the manner in which this situation unfolded this week, uh, I did not want to put those parents in any predicament that if, and Lord have mercy, I would not even want to speak that into existence. So I just wanted to show them a level of love and respect and appreciation for wanting to speak to the audience. And of course, this Shaka is a very uh, international case. Everybody has, I interviewed Spike Lee and he spoke his name um, and wanted clarity on the uh, issue of the charges, which is one of the things that people- Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. People have brought up most. Uh, and I'll bring my other guests into the conversation as well. I'm being joined uh, by political consultants Tim Perry, uh, Adolph Mungo, and also attorney Tracy Burns if they have any questions. Um, but, Shaka, one of the things I wanted to, to ask you in terms of a timeline, because initially last week it was the commissioner mentioned uh, that the, she wanted to be transparent. And at this point, you said you had no, and this is not a quote, you had uh, no uh, reason to believe that the city of Philadelphia uh, would not be transparent. Uh, but then your press conference was scheduled for four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, then you mentioned during the press conference that the, uh, you videotaped, that you saw the tapes at 8.30 in the morning and thought that the tapes would be released by the time you did your press conference. And the commissioner made mention that she, out of respect for the family, wanted to assure that the uh, family had an opportunity to view it first. With your press conference at 4 o'clock the other day, it was not released. And now we hear that the tapes are going to be released on Wednesday. Um, And then the mayor made mention that the tapes would be released uh, to the public after that is this and, and it was referenced that the family through you as their attorney agreed and was there a second time that there was a conversation that it would be released yes. after Wednesday? Yes. Okay, yes. go ahead. It was a it was a second conversation after the four o'clock press conference that probably went into uh the five o'clock hour. There was a there was a second conversation because as I indicated at the press conference we were we were uh all hoping that the video would have been seen in its entirety and I would not have had to narrate it for you, sight unseen, uh, I could reference it and then, you know, uh, you would know exactly what I was talking about and what portion of the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are many different entities, Frankie, who are responsible for, for making this come to fruition. And the ultimate arbiter in terms of releasing video footage uh, uh, is the district attorney himself, mm-hmm. and that is per statute, Larry Krasner. And so we were in a meeting that morning with the city law department, and we were with the commissioner's office, and uh, uh, we were with all these other entities and muckety-mucks, and the reality of it is uh, Mr. Krasner uh, was not sitting in that meeting and did contact, contact us afterward and said these a summary, said this in summary. He'd been listening to how Mr. Uh, Wallace had been, you know, very vocal from the outset about stop the looting, stop the damage to the community, et cetera. Mr. Walter Wallace has been uh, uh, saying that from the very moment the first microphone came before his face. And so what Mr. Krasner asked is, listen, uh, I think this video will be uh, exactly as I described it, and it will be uh, something that might ignite some tensions and would the Wallace family agree that we release this on next week 
to sort of try to mm-hmm. quell tensions as things were coming to a simmer here in our own town. Mm-hmm. Remember, we, the, 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 the National Guard had been deployed, and we were talking about releasing the video on the same day. Mm-hmm. And so they asked of the family, would they agree with that? Mm-hmm. Based on that rationale, uh, and again, this is after the press conference, based on that rationale, uh, the Wallace family agreed because he's been saying, I don't want to do anything to inflame riotous behavior. Protest, we're with that at 100%. Yeah. Saying that family, saying his name, we're with that 100%. But what things have been turning into, that they, they, they want no parts of that, and it mars the legacy of Walter Wallace Jr. So we agreed at that point that, yes, we'll wait till next week, but I did have to hold his feet to the fire in terms of giving us an exact day when we can expect that video to be released, okay. and it will be by close of business on Wednesday. Okay, now, question. Uh, of the uh, body cam, how long was that body cam, and when did what, how long was it, was it where the officers... Uh, and you can stop me wherever you think legally, you know, but I want to ask the question. The actual length of the body cam uh, 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 tape that you all were able to look at, was it at the initial encounter to what we saw uh, as it relates to the shooting? How long was well, that? You, how it, much it, did you it's see? At the initial, it's at the initial encounter, meaning on, on the approach to the house, right, on the, on the walk up to the house after they parked their cars on the walk up to the property. And then uh, we saw uh, the portion, the snippet that's going viral. There's that. But from the officer's body cam viewpoint, that's where we hear the officers say, like I indicated at the press mm-hmm, conference, mm-hmm. one officer say, shoot him about four, three to four seconds prior to actually doing exactly what he said he was going to do. Um, and then, of course, uh, the video continues to play while Mr. Wallace's body is uh, as the term is used, scooped off of the ground. He's placed into a patrol vehicle, and then we, we, we watch the entire ride all the way to the hospital. To so the body cam is still yeah. on while they're in the vehicle, in the police vehicle, correct. as they're transporting well, him to the correct. hospital. Correct, correct, correct. And, and, and let me just tell you, he's, 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 he's dead uh, during the transport. I mean, but, but I understand the officers have to do that all the way, you know, through completion. But he's, 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 he's passed on... Uh, during the he's not alive when he arrives at the house. You made mention you made mention of a couple of key points during your press conference as well, because you said or indicated during your press conference that you only were referring to them as officer one or two or A or B because you did not know the names of the officers uh, uh, at the time. And you made reference to one of the officers and a tattoo uh, on their arm. Was there a specific reason? especially before seeing, before this tape becomes public, was there a specific reason that you wanted to let the public know? Because you also commented during your press conference, you said, I told them that I would tell you, the media, that this happened. Could you clarify or give us more of a understanding as to why you made those statements so clear? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because uh, I think it's a professional way to proceed when everybody deals in transparency. Um, And... I indicated very much uh, at the meeting that morning that uh, up until that point, because I know things can always go left at any moment, up until that point, I thought that they were being very transparent and allowing us to see exactly what we'd asked to see, et cetera. Uh, And so when I heard, we were sitting around the table, the legal team, we were sitting around the table, and, you know, we heard the officer say, shoot him. Play play that back again. Play, play Play that back one more time. And they 
you know, rewound it, played it again, and we, you know, zoomed in, zoom out, looked at it different times, listened to it different times. Uh, uh, we stepped out of the room, allowed them a moment to talk amongst themselves. The legal team talked amongst ourselves. And before leaving, I, I wanted to be as transparent with them, you know, and this is for the benefit of the Wallace family in terms of us, nobody playing hold your cards close to your vest. Everybody put it out on the table. So I'm having a press conference today at 4 o'clock. Let me let you folks know this. Uh, uh, I, I know what my, my, my ears just heard. Did you think, though, that maybe that would be edited, or, or did they not know, or did they not see it, well, that you had to point well, that out? I, I thought I, I, I wanted there to be no misunderstanding about what I was getting ready to do, and if there were going to be some pushback or some conversation on it, I wanted it to happen at 8.30 in the morning. You know, if somehow uh, uh, I'm saying he says shoot him, but you're saying that he says something else, mm-hmm. let's have that conversation right now at 8.30. Uh, no one uh, disputed. Uh, everyone sort of did, 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 did. I don't want to be there was some nonverbal communication that suggested everyone thought I was correct. I'll say that. And, uh, 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 you know, I was very clear. This is what I'm going to tell the media. We, we all just heard it, so be clear. Now, since I've said that, you, you notice there's been absolutely no one to say anything to the contrary mm-hmm. because we, always, we all saw the video and, and heard what the man said. But there was no, at no point, now I've, I've got to take some phone calls. Uh, the phone lines are open, 215-263-1053-877-894-1053. My guests are also joining us, Shaka, Tim Perry, Adolph Mungo, and attorney Tracy Burns. And we've got to move pretty quickly, swiftly, but we will be patient uh, to take uh, your phone calls. It was just uh, apparent to me for you to give that kind of clarity publicly as to whether or not, uh, and you, you, you did say as well that after you asked for it to be to be to rewind the tape to assure that you heard what you heard again you said that there was no uh, pushback so that statement or i should say the audio would be included in when the when yes. the tape is eventually uh released correct absolutely absolutely because it comes seconds prior to the shooting so it is definitely included in what you'll see and hear all right if any of my guests have a question this is the time to do so i've got two calls on hold i'll take those coming up in just a few minutes it is 8 10 10 minutes past the hour it is headlines uh and again uh shaka we know that this is a uh, uh, an extremely high profile case uh nationally and it comes with everything that we've been dealing with including cases like george floyd and the like and now here in the city of philadelphia uh with mr uh walter wallace uh walker wallace and we uh, wanted to, first of all, say thank you so much for uh, having that conversation with us uh, here. Ten minutes past the hour. Let me take one of the phone calls. Uh, you are on headlines. Good morning. Uh, your question or your comment, your name. Good morning. This is Pastor Pam. Uh, first of all, I want to give my condolences to the Wallace family. Uh, I was able to visit them, and I just want to tell them that I love them. I want to first uh, point out to you, Frank, and thank you, Shaka uh, Johnson, for representing them uh, so well. But I wanted to point out when uh, Ms. Wallace and uh, Ms. Catherine talked about the, the uh, time and the incident, as a mother and being in her shoes before, you don't know what to do. You just want to do something. Uh, and I feel her pain. And calling 911 sometimes in our mind is the only.
only way to resolve the issue at time. But as a taxpayer in the city of Philadelphia, we should never have to be concerned that our child is going to possibly be killed when we are in the mental of a mental health crisis. The second point I want to make, I understand I have the greatest respect for this family. I understand their desires not to have the police uh, to, to have the police officers charged, but to pay more attention to the pain and the suffering that that mother, that father, that twin sister, that additional sister that stood, that kneeled over her brother's body, and the brother that made the phone call. I understand to ease the trauma, but as a tax-paying citizen of the city of Philadelphia, those officers need to be charged with murder, and I will stand as a voice to call for them to be charged with murder, with murder, because when I saw that video, I was a witness to the murder, and when I heard Shaka, Attorney Shaka Johnson say that one of the officers says, shoot him, that is murder. And I'll stand on that at the same time, support the desires of this family. Thirdly, the issue, the issue of releasing the officer's name, there is a standard and a request, and uh, Attorney Burns or Attorney Johnson can clarify this for me if I am incorrect. The names of those officers who were involved in the shooting were supposed to be released in 72 hours. We have not heard the names of those two police officers released to this public. I understand that okay. we have a very serious election coming up, but we as the public and taxpaying citizens, because every one of those persons making a decision are paid by the taxpayers of this city. We need answers and we need to know what happened on 61st and Locust last Monday. Okay. All right. Pastor Pam, thank you so much for the phone call. I appreciate that. Um, Frankie, Frankie. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on, Pastor Pan. Let me give Tracy an opportunity to respond if she wanted to do so. Go ahead, Tracy. Well, no. Actually, my okay. question was for um, Shaka. Okay. Go ahead. Um, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Pam. Okay. Blessings everyone. Pam. Okay. Bye bye. And let me say good morning to Pastor Pam. Also, as she leaves us. Good morning, but, um, Pastor Pam good brought up a point, and I think we touched on it a little bit earlier in the broadcast. Shaka, it has been that. When the fatal shooting occurred, that had been police officers' third response to the um, Wallace home on that very same day. And my question for you is, what information, if any, did the responding officers have regarding the prior um, contacts that Philadelphia police had had with this young man on that same day? If, if that's true, it's been reported. But I don't know if it's true or not. Let, let me. Let, so, so there were some additional phone calls uh, regarding uh, the family property. Uh, but, but here's what I can tell you, both as an attorney and as a, a former police officer. You have supervisors, uh, we call them white shirts, who are usually patrolling. Some of the more active ones are answering calls. Uh, some of the less active ones are really just being good administrators and listening for problem calls that they know they need to respond to. So when you have radio dispatch receiving a multiplicity of phone calls from either the house or the neighbors, right, as, as, as it were in this particular case, right, uh, for the address at 61st and Locust, 
um, it was incumbent upon some supervisor to say, you know what, wait a minute, time out. Let me, in, in all my seasoned experience uh, as, a, as a police administrator of sorts, as a, as, a, as a supervisor, let me respond to this along with my patrol officers uh, to see what's going on. And that's how, you, that's how you respond to somewhere that's consistently calling or, 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 or you know, requesting the assistance of uh, 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 911 personnel. That didn't happen here. Mm-hmm. Some inexperienced officers mm-hmm. arrived, and within probably 15 seconds of arrival, uh, their guns were out of their holsters. Mm-hmm. And and that is that's problematic of of a magnanimous proportion. All right, let me let me also reference this, which has been uh, somewhat a conversation, and I can tell you, I've received a call or two. I will not go into uh, great length, um, however, or mention specifically uh, the individuals, but the call uh, for the national attention and to be represented. Uh, Ashaka, uh, by some attorneys that we know are involved in these types of shootings around the country. And whether or not that this particular case, which I believe is in great capable hands, uh, if you would speak to or if you choose to uh, about uh, attorneys, you know, and I believe that there are cases like the Brianna case and some others around the country uh, that it's hard to find uh, the kind of get the kind of attention that they need, uh, like this case here in Philadelphia. And and sure. really asked whether whether or not you've been contacted uh, as well, uh, and, and not for any of your personal conversation, but clearly sure. I've been contacted uh, uh, where or the conversation about if there needs to be that kind of representation in this case with attorneys who normally cover big cases like this around the country. Thank you. Sure, 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 Frank. Oh, well, Tracy, yes. I'm sorry, before Shaka answers, we have that kind of representation mm-hmm. in this case already. All right. We have it. <laughs> Correct. Shaka. Thank you, thank you, Tracy. So, so you know what, I, I hear exactly what, you, what, you, what you're asking me, Frankie. So let me just be a little more specific. Uh, I have heard from some media, uh, they called and asked, uh, was Attorney Ben Crump, uh, who I know and who I've spoken to, uh, uh, they called and asked, was Attorney Ben Crump, uh, uh, somehow involved in this case and, and, and they'd heard that he was involved or taking the case. Let me let me be very clear for the WDAS listeners, uh, both here and abroad. Uh, the Walter Wallace uh, family uh, is represented by the law offices of Shaka Johnson uh, in the joint representation with Stampone, O'Brien, and Ditheimer. Okay? Uh, that particular firm I have done countless work with. Uh, cases just like these. We represent a young man uh, that went flying under the radar. Darren Lee, mental health patient, shot by police in the Frankfurt section last year. Didn't hear anything about it. We represent him as well, uh, and that family as well. So this is something that, uh, you know, I-, I think not this particular media journalist, but there have been other media journalists who who've asked the question uh, whether uh, other people will come in. And let me just say this. I find it distasteful that folks would try to pit one mm-hmm. uh, comrade against another. Uh, I know, uh, I don't know Ben Crump personally. Our kids don't go to the same school. He and I don't golf at the same course. Uh, however, we've spoken on matters uh, of significant importance like these. We've spoken on, on this matter. And uh, I can say in summary, he just called to wish a comrade well. 
Okay, uh, it wasn't any any sort of, and I say comrade because we are we are soldiers in the same struggle, quite frankly, uh, and that's why I choose the word comrade. Uh, and so that's exactly how the conversation went. It was short and sweet. He, he gave gave us his blessing, uh, and that was it. So folks who are calling and asking. Will uh, 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 other people who have represented people nationwide be involved in this case? The answer is no for twofold. One, because I know exactly what the hell I'm doing. That's, that's, that's one. Uh, and two, uh, I think there are some things that call for uh, local homegrown ingredients. Okay? And, and this is certainly one of them, to navigate the landscape of Philadelphia, which is a city all unto itself unique. Uh, you need somebody who sort of understands what's going on here. And quite frankly, uh, speaking to national issues, what better attorney to have than someone who has also worn the uniform? I understand the culture. Uh, I've been a part of the culture. I speak the language. I speak the jargon. I was a former SWAT officer. I was a surgeon with the pistol. Uh, and I myself have never been involved in a police shooting because I have discernment. So with that sort of pedigree, what better person to be involved in this situation? Yeah. Go right ahead, Tim. First of all, I want to celebrate you, Shaka, uh, for the amazing work that you do. And Philadelphia um, um, and the people of Philadelphia are, are, are just uh, amazingly blessed to have someone there that's dedicated to them who's been on the inside. Um, and, I, and, and I want to give a special, my heart goes out to uh, Walter Wallace Jr. and his family. Um, these situations have been happening too much all over the country. Uh, it's too often that African Americans confront, get confronted with police officers in what I consider to be, as a, as a, as a, as a veteran, a non-lethal situation if it doesn't have a direct confrontation uh, with the officer. But the black individuals seem to end up dead. Um, there are the same situations, we can see them on YouTube, we can see them on video, where others, uh, there seems to be a non-lethal response. Um, and Shaka, maybe I should ask you this. Um, I mean, we understand that the policing in this country was established off of plantation police. Um, we seem to have a problem with these uh, types of police officers who are unfamiliar with our black bodies, particularly as sure. African-American men, uh, presenting themselves in situations and not being able to deal with it, but can adequately go to the other side of town and can deal with it. What do we need Absolutely. to do to change this process that continues this, this, this forever drumbeat that has you and your client in this situation today? I'm going to, it's such an awesome question, and I'm going to tell you I am, uh, while I don't have the answer, I am also not optimistic. You know, I, I really am not. Uh, and, and I'm not just, I don't answer questions. I think you know, Tim, you know, just for, to say what's popular. Uh, I, I'm not optimistic, and I'll tell you why. 20, about 20 years ago, nationwide, uh, when I was a police officer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. As a matter of fact, they started this initiative called COPS, Community-Oriented Policing. And the idea was to get more officers in certain parts of uh, 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 the city. You know, the North Phillies of the world, uh, 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 the disenfranchised portions of the city to get police officers like on foot patrol, bike patrol, to police those areas and become one with the community, to learn them, to be learned by them, and sort of create uh, a different atmosphere. That has been an abysmal failure, we find out, because I think the uptick in police shootings of, of black men in, in, in black communities has gone up since then. So it's been an abysmal failure. So I don't have the answer as to how. Uh, I don't think it's a, a, a simple answer. It's certainly got to be complex with lots of ingredients. But I'll say this to you. Uh, it absolutely, absolutely has to stop. And you can see people are tired. People are super, super irritated yeah. and tired. Of, and, and, when, yeah. and when police want to know, you know, they focus on this why minorities tend to cooperate less with authorities than non-minorities. This has something to do with it, because when the police are called, one of the things that we have to consider, one of our considerations and whether to call the police is whether this thing, will, will, will the bear get the gun? Like, will this thing turn around on us and we're the one who called? Will this thing turn around and we become the victim? That's a consideration mm-hmm. of, of the black community. All right. Well, thank you. Go ahead, Tim. No, no, I just want to close out. Just thank you for that answer, because it is it, it is it's, an, it's not only an important issue. This is life or death. And we and we cannot continue to have our, you know, our, our amazing attorneys that should be uh, conti- that 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 we hope, like Shaka, continue to fight for us on the front line are continue to be faced with the same issue over and over because whether you're in San Francisco, whether you're in Oakland or whether you're in Philadelphia, you're dealing with officers, in many cases, younger officers, white officers who are not familiar or never been around black people. And they see that black man and they're scared of him. They have an instant fear that overrides their training and overrides any other, anything else. And we just have to turn the corner. So thank you, Shaka, for your for your thoughtful answer. All right. And listen, I've got to move really quickly um, and answer just a few phone calls. They've been patient and holding on. I believe this is Carl from South Philadelphia. I need you as short and sweet as possible. Carl, thank you for your patience, your question or your comment. Okay, real quick. Um, there is CTI training across this country with police officers. In fact, it's free at 22nd and Chestnut, where I received mine. I used to work in the mental health field, and there's a directive within the police department, Directive 10.9, that that, that clearly states the steps that you go through uh, with CTI training. Also, for our people, this is very important, our people, when you make 911 calls and somebody's in distress, you are able to ask for a CTI officer to be on site. All right. Carl, thank you so much for your 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 comment and uh, your listening to the show. We appreciate that. Let's see if we can go to the next line. Uh, good morning. You're on headlines. Your question or comment? Uh, comment. Hi, is this Robert? This is Robert. No, this is Quentin. Hi, Quentin. 
Your question or your comment? Go right you ahead. Calling? I'm doing well. Calling from Center City. Thank oh, you for my, your call. My comment is uh, so much about the 302 process and how it relates to the police. It's two entities that can do a 302 without any delegates. It's the police and the physicians. So anybody that's on the street that sees somebody in mental distress, there is no way around not calling the police for assistance. So it's kind of sad to know that so many police officers, because I'm in the middle of the field, and so many police officers do not know how to do a 302 or to respond correctly to a, a mental health uh, crisis. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. However, and, and I must say the sources that I've talked to are very close to, to the process uh, that are in the process right now of that training. Uh, and pre-COVID, pre uh, there were the number that I was given an estimate of just over 50 percent pre-COVID of officers uh, being trained in C with CTI uh, training. Uh, in addition to that, when making the phone call, that the phone call, and Shaka, this may be for you, in making the phone call, that the phone call goes to 911, uh, that there is an emergency, then you have EMS and fire. But then because a weapon was involved, the call kicked from the e EMT and fire to now 911 and police because there was now a weapon involved. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. So the initial call, uh, I, I, so I'm going to be clear. So the initial call actually went to police and fire, went to EMT and fire. And that the because they're EMT and fire, but then the fact that there was a weapon involved, it then kicked back and goes to and went to the police department. And that's how the officers were called to that particular uh, uh, location. No, no, no. So, so, so the initial call, when you get the initial call, uh, the, the 911 operator, despite the fact that you may want to give a full explanation, uh, and I've listened to so many 911 calls, Frankie, it's 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 it's, uh, it's staggering how many 911 calls I've listened to. But mm -hmm. you you get some great 911 operators and some not so great ones. Some know how to vet out the right information, and some stick to the script: who, when, when, why, what, where, boom, boom, boom. And when you do that, you leave out the salient details that, quite frankly, could make a difference. But they're trying to get the information and dispatch it as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And so when they're getting the, 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 the super subsidized summary of the event, and then you farm it out, what you get is man with a knife. But that's not what I said. I didn't say man with a knife. I said we need some assistance at this particular property. You know what? By the way, my father, he's feeling faint. Like, there was a lot of information mm -hmm, given, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they, 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 they synthesized it down to four words, man with a knife. And you know the 911 call was longer than four words. And so man with a knife turns into a different kind of response, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, there was also uh, EMT requested for dad who was feeling faint because he's on medication. He was, he was feeling faint. So it was a lot of movement. Now, uh, EMT, EMS, paramedics never responded. The officers came, and I can understand, okay, we, we get a call, man, with the knife. That's no problem. That, that, to me, sounds like supervisor should be in route. Experienced supervisor should be in route. Or, uh, or the supervisor should call off the inexperienced unit and ask for a different car with more experienced officers to go to that scene. That didn't happen either. If you can answer the, so, if you can answer the question, if you can answer the question, because I've got about six minutes, if you can answer the question, uh, during either of the calls, was it indicated that this was a mental health crisis? 
on scene, it was indicated it was a mental health crisis. And you hear that on the video. You will hear that when the video was released. His wife, Dominique, telling the officers, uh, he's mental, he's mental. Mm. Don't hurt him, he's mental. Okay? Now, uh, maybe she didn't use the most politically correct language, but she was trying to get it out to the officers very quickly that he's not a threat. Uh, if you perceive him as such, please change your mindset. He's mental. We, we that talk- was on scene on the, on, the, on the body cam. We talked about, right, we talked about the body cam and the initial uh, approach of Mr. Wallace Jr. Um, when the officers initially approached him, you said that you could discern that he was in a fog or something was going on. You said that at the press conference. So yes. whether or not that was indicated in the 911 call, your belief or is, was it or is it your belief that that could have been discerned at the initial contact when the officers arrived and encountered Mr. Wallace? It is exactly 100%. The same way a person doesn't have to tell you I'm drunk. You use your five senses and your faculties and you make the assessment this person might be driving under the influence, right? The same way you do that. So if a person, you respond to a call and the person steps outside, he looks hazy, he's not speaking at all, which is in and of itself a little bit uh, uh, awkward, and he's, and he's walking around with a knife and his mother can't control him, yeah, it seems like this person is under uh, uh uh, the manifestations of a mental illness okay. or something else. And, okay. and you have to deal with that appropriately. All right. 831. My final call uh, for the morning. Good morning. You are on headlines. Your name, your question, or your comment. Good morning. Are you there? Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, hi, Barbara. Hi, Miss Moore. Uh, your question morning, or your God. comment. God bless you all. Thank you so much, Shaka, for going through that and letting people know what's what. But let me say this. Uh, there was a shooting around my way, okay? I called 911 immediately as soon as I heard it. When I called 911, 911 wants to know, did, um, did you see who shot him? Is he dead? Is he that? No, all you need to do is call the police. That's all. They, they go through all of this bull crap and keep you on the phone, want to know your name, your phone number, and all of that kind of stuff. This is why a lot of times people don't report stuff. But I called 911 as soon as I heard the first shot. And now the boy is dead, a 20-year-old man that's dead. And he, was, he, he died right next door uh, in the yard next to me. And all I can see is this child's face now. All I see is his face. Frankie, something has got to be done. They need to get rid of this president. People got to get out here and vote, vote, vote. Because if Trump don't shut up, it's going to be more killings. More killings. This is, they, they all behind this bullshit. They wait, wait, wait. Barbara, 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 Barbara. No, you No, Barbara, you can't be sorry. You call every week. So let me just. I know, but let, I, just I, I understand that. So but I, 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 under, I understand that. But I think you understand this forum. And using that language is is just unacceptable. I appreciate your phone calls. All right, and I and I and I appreciate your pat. After that drop, all right. God bless you. God bless you. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> you know, we, 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 Frank. d- yes, oh, yes, Frankie. yes, Frankie. yes. Can I make a comment? You can, please. Listen, uh, in the last month, there were two hostage situations in Detroit. One uh, was where a white guy held some family members and friends hostage, and the other where a a black man did the same thing. They waited out the white guy uh, 24 hours. They waited him out. They were patient. Uh, They got the hostages out, and they let him kill himself. The black guy, they stormed the uh, the house like an hour later after they got there. So in the mentality of the police department is when it comes to the black community is to shoot first and ask questions later. The first organized police department in this country was that their mission was to catch runaway slaves. So this is the mentality. It's never going away. If that had been a Caucasian or anybody else, and they knew this, and they'd been to his house a couple times, they would have knew how to uh, deal with the situation. Just because it was a black man, and they, and it's like we got a target on our back, on our forehead, or whatever. And so it, it's no excuse. One, one quick question to Shaka. Is this commissioner outlaw? Is she in over here? She came from Portland. That's a whole different situation out in Portland as opposed to Philly. Well, what, 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 I, what I will say is, uh, uh, well, you know, Adolf. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little too, I'm a little too clever to step into that. But I'll answer, I'll, I'll answer that this way. Uh, even the most experienced uh, of, of police officers uh, and police commissioners uh, and chiefs. Think about this. Uh, it was Chief Ramsey who was well-regarded. He came from Chicago. He was well-regarded, right? Uh, it was during his tenure that the Department of Justice gave a very scathing report to the Philadelphia Police Department about uh, the lack of CIT-trained officers, the lack of behavioral uh, uh, experts uh, within the police department to respond, to respond to crisis. That was during his tenure. And I like Chief Ramsey plenty, but that was during his reign. Right. So uh, I think that there's a tumultuous time nationwide. Uh, and I'd say, you know, to be a, a, a commissioner of a police department in a class A1 city at this particular time, uh, it, it, it's rough. It's rough. So whether she's doing a good job, huh, how do I know? How do I know? You know, I, I, I focus on the legal portion of things and making sure that my folks get out of jail. And uh, that's what I'm into. All right. Thank you so much for that. I will say to you that some of those conversations that I've had with individuals close to, to it is that the commissioner uh, and not a pro or a con in terms of the job she's doing. But there is conversation relative to that, especially when we look at what's happening in Philadelphia uh, this year uh, in this real weird 2020 year is that she supports uh, CTI training. And that is what some mental health professionals were saying. They were very glad that as taking the position of uh, taking this particular position to add and her insight into understanding that officers need this type of of training. In addition, this week, um, both uh, the commissioner and the mayor uh, making reference to the budgetary issues about carrying 
um, uh, tasers uh, and each of them having having them when you look at the kind of budget uh, that the police department has, which is one of the reasons why when people say defund the police, you say defund the police, but then you can't now with the kind of money that's being spent with the police department, can't uh, cannot uh, give every officer uh, a taser. As we get ready to close, I want to give each of you an opportunity to do so, and Shaka, I'll come to you as we get ready to close. Uh, I'll start with you, Tim, uh, Adolph, and then uh, Tracy. Uh, Tim, your closing comments uh, for the morning. And and listen, in terms of politics, couldn't get to it. Vote Tuesday. Go right ahead, Tim. <laughs> Absolutely, Frankie. First of all, I love your show. Another great show, another great conversation. We got one day, one day, 15 hours and 21 minutes and countdown left for this election. Just think, Philadelphia, we have 8,883 8, people have passed away from COVID in, your, in, in, in Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, in, in, in Pennsylvania, you know, 213,000 cases. You know, this has to stop. We have to make a change. Elections are important. Elections actually have consequences. And the consequences of, this, of last election, 2016, 90, 90 million people have already voted in this country. The consequences of last election is what we're dealing with now. Please make our future better for our kids uh, by voting this Tuesday. Thank you so much. Adolf Mungo. Uh, just it's sad to see that we continue to uh, put a name on the wall of uh, dishonor in this country uh, because it seems like every day uh, somewhere in some city, in some community, a black mother, black father, black kid, wife, sister, brother, uh, fall by the wayside because of, of, of racism in our police department. So it is important that people cannot sit on the fence and cannot say, I'm not voting for Biden, I'm not voting for Trump. Uh, you've got to go out there and vote, and you got to get that maniac out of office because him and his minions are going to wreak havoc for four more years if we don't do so. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Attorney Tracy Burns. Uh, Frankie, I believe that policing has to meet the reality of the community it serves. Um, more and more often we are seeing our police officers respond to um, incidents involving individuals with men in mental health crisis. Police officers have to be um, equipped to handle and diffuse those situations because, as we all know it, whether it's right or wrong, 911 is always our first line of defense. And most likely it is going to be the police um, that respond. And we have to be very careful about setting a precedent that we are going to, it's okay to shoot people who are manifesting symptoms of an illness that they cannot control. Thank you so much. Uh, Shaka Johnson, your closing comments, sir. First of Once all, have you slept? Have you slept? Um, a, a, a little bit, a little bit last night. Okay. That, was, that was the first time I got any real, any real sleep. Well, I was last night. Okay. Um, who am I, right? Because his mother hadn't slept either. Uh, and the times that she's tried to, she tells me that she continues to hear the shots in her head. Uh, his father hadn't slept either because his namesake. Uh, he told me, you know, his father, Walter Wallace, gave 30 years to the city in the, in the sanitation department. 30 years. 33 years, to be exact. Uh, and to think that other members of the city, 
other employees of the city be responsible for killing your son in front of your house is just unthinkable, unmanageable. So my, fi- my final thoughts, my closing thoughts are, you know, at some point, Frankie, uh, we all are saying, I think, some of the same thing. This has to stop. This has to end, et cetera. But I want to hone it into something maybe, maybe, perhaps a little bit more manageable because this has to stop. It's way too amorphous to get a hold on. These police officers in this town, I'm only concerned with the city in which I live, this town right here in Philadelphia, have to get the proper training and equipment. We talked about money a second ago. The city's budget, Frankie, is $730 million. A taser cost, if you buy it at market value, if you're just a stranger off the street, market value is $1,500. If you outfit 2,000 officers, and I'm just talking about patrolmen, not the ones who work other places, detectives and, 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 and the courthouse, etc. But on the streets, walking around, if you outfit them, 2,000 police officers, you're talking about $3 million out of $730 million. And I wonder what is spent on the purchase of AR-15s and long guns and, and weaponry and armory. I wonder what's spent on that annually. Rounds of ammunition at the range. You, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what is spent on that annually? Overtime at the courthouse, because officers are called to court, but then not needed and go home without having done any work. What is spent on that? $3 million to outfit two thousand officers with tasers and whatever the associated costs with our training and walter wallace would be here to have seen the birth of ashana winter wallace so my final my 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 adieu to you this morning frankie is you know to that baby i have the benefit of kissing my daughter on her forehead and she has the benefit of my tutelage for her life. She has the benefit of that. She has the benefit of watching me, seeing me. With all my mess, she still has the benefit of my impact on her life. Her mama's a guardrail. I'm the other guardrail, and we keep her in the center. My words are to Dominique Wallace, who now has to be both guardrails for Ashana. And that young girl, as she grows up and, and matriculates through life, will go back and see all these things that are memorialized forever in social media and writing about her father. And I just pray for that family. I pay for that, pray for that wife and that baby who is now just days, hours old as she comes into a world that is unsettled and we don't even know where this country is going. She's entered into this environment. And her father's not here to greet her and love on her. And I just have prayers coming from my soul to the heavens for that baby. That's all I got. Attorney Shekha Johnson, thank you so much. I'm going to leave it right there. Thank you for listening. Produced by Renard Henderson. I'm Frankie Darcel. Thank you to my guests. Thank you for joining us for this edition with Frankie Darcel. The comments and opinions expressed on the show are those of the guest and not of iHeartMedia or the management. Join us again for topics important to you with Frankie Darcel. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.